Hey, Nelson, alcoholic addict. That is not my real name. That is a fake name I came up with to avoid the police. Just kidding. That's my pen name that I use here at LOL Sober, although a fake name to avoid the police is perfect for (laughs) for this podcast because I just finished up season four of the TV show Ozark, which is on Netflix. Woo, boy. What a ride. Um, as a refresher, um, I do these reviews from time to time. I'm going to include a link to my review of Euphoria Season 1, uh, the HBO show. I include that in the written part of this newsletter. Um, when I do these sober reviews, I break them into three categories. One is addiction. Uh, the second one is recovery. And the third is overall grade. So I assess the show with those three categories, addiction, recovery, and then overall grade for the show. Um, There's going to be a few mild spoilers in this, but nothing that I think would ruin the show. So proceed with caution, I guess. I'll give you a quick synopsis of the show if you haven't heard of it. It stars Jason Bateman, Laura Linney, and Julia Garner, and then about 25 other people. It's an ensemble show. Um, It's a show that revolves around a money laundering operation run by Bateman's character, Marty Bird. Uh, He moves his family to the Ozarks and starts working for a Mexican drug cartel. This show is four seasons long. I think it's about 45 hours of total TV. And it is dark, Um, very dark. It's a frantic whirlwind tour of a world just filled with (laughs) drugs and murder and money and greed and lots of broken laws and lots of broken people, I'll tell you that much. So here we go. Uh, Let's start with addiction. As weird as this may sound, the show centers on drugs and yet doesn't deal very much with actual usage of the drugs. We stay focused on the power players from the cartel and the money laundering operation. So we don't often see where all of the opium harvest ends up and all the damage that the actual drugs do. We stay sort of at the executive level of the of the drug running. There is an overdose from one minor character that happens in the middle of a casino, and I found the run-up to his overdose to be quite convincing. They portray a guy who's uh, living hard and fast. I don't know if he's an addict, but he definitely uses a lot of drugs, and you see him sneaking into bathroom stalls and hiding the amount of his use from everybody around him. Even the people that know he does drugs, he doesn't quite let them know how much he does. I could certainly identify with that. Um, the main example of addiction came in season three uh, with another character. Uh, we got introduced to a private investigator who was trying to stay sober, and he eventually has a bad slip. It happens in a police evidence bunker, uh, and he literally ends up with the evidence up his nose. <laughs> and it was for a drug addict like me, it was a pretty jarring visual. Um, so there isn't, there's not a ton of addiction in the traditional sense of drugs, alcohol, gambling, etc. But I do want to make a special note um, that I ended up identifying a lot with some of the characters, not because they were addicted to drugs and alcohol, but because of the how addictive it is to want more. Just more is better. Everybody in the show wanted more. Power, money, revenge, and so on. My addiction is a disease of more, more everything, more will make it better. And so, you know, it just happens that I turn to drugs and alcohol to, to fill that uh, for most of my addictions. But it, it could have easily been other things that sucked out my soul instead of dr- alcohol and drugs. 
And that is on full display in Ozark. Um, the the Bateman and Linny characters, they play Marty and Wendy Bird. They don't seem to have drug and alcohol issues at all, but boy, more is better in everything they do. And so I especially identified with the way their morals changed constantly to fit whatever they needed them to be. You know, I certainly myself said I would never do about a hundred different things that I ended up doing. Um, and that's how the bird family operated from episode to episode. You could see them doing gymnastics to try to bend their morals to adjust their morals, of what they believe in. They would bend those things to fit their behaviors rather than the other way around. And I shuddered a little bit watching, uh, that's a familiar story arc, you know, and it's steadily corrupted me and it's steadily corrupted the characters in the show. All right, second category, recovery. How is recovery shown in the show? And the one big showcase of recovery is that private investigator who's trying to get sober and stay sober. And the writing is pretty good for his character's plot line. It's, it's pretty easy to tell when a show has a writer or two or five uh, in the writer's room who is in recovery or maybe they're not in recovery, but they studied up hardcore on sobriety and how we talk. You know, as anybody in sobriety can attest, there is like a there's like a language we use. There's certain phrases and words. And are you a friend of Bill W's? There's things that we say that that other sober people can pick up on. And I found that so I found some of that to be the case with Ozark. So I, I do think somebody involved must have have some experience in the recovery world. I will say I did laugh out loud, though, at a crucial scene involving the sober PI guy calling his sponsor. I have sponsored many people over the years, and I had a sponsor. I've had one my entire 13 years that I've been sober, and I've heard of some tricky issues that sponsees try to navigate with the help of a sponsor. But the one in Ozark is perhaps the most dreaded phone call <laughs> you could ever get from somebody who you're sponsoring. I'm hoping I never get a call like this guy did. <laughs> the, so to set the scene, the PI, is he's in a seedy hotel room after months of investigating Jason Bateman's family for money laundering and killing multiple people and their interactions with the drug cartel. Bad stuff. He knows the truth. He has figured it out. The Bird family is capable of anything. They're terrible, terrible people with a moral code that changes every 12 minutes. Um, but they make him an offer for a full-time police job. He really wants to get his job back as a cop, not a PI. And they make him an offer um, as long as he looks the other way on some uh, horrible things that they did. And so the phone call from the PI to his sponsor... <laughs> laid all of that out, and then he's like, what should I do? <laughs> Just imagine that call for a second, right? You're working with a newcomer, and they say, hey, hey, man, it's me. Um, hey, I discovered a couple of murders that this family committed, and they're drug running and hiding millions and millions and millions of dollars, but they got me a pretty good job offer to, to ignore it. Um, what do you think I should do? Um, <laughs> holy shit, I've had a few calls over the years about whether somebody should get a new job or break up with their girlfriend or confront their dad or mom or aunt or uncle about something. And those were hard to figure out. What, what, do, you, what do you tell this person? What do you recommend um, to this person on the other end of the phone? And I can't fathom mixing in a drug cartel and some death to the equation. So I'm not going to spoil it for you and tell you what the sponsor says. 
what his recommendation is, other than to say he gave some feedback that I think exactly 0% of actual sponsors in the world would give about what the right next, the next right thing might be. All right, the last thing I'll get into here is just the overall grade, what I thought about the show, just from with addiction included, but also everything else. And I love the show. The, the actors are incredible in it, and the show is one of the most propulsive things I've ever watched. The characters are constantly being boxed into corners, dark corners, where you think, oh, this is it. You know, they'll never be able to get out of this one. And then they do somehow. And the way they do, it's just never what you think it will be. It just, I was constantly surprised. I never could quite get my arms around where the show was heading. And I love that about it. You know, I, I, I'm always impressed by TV shows that are able to introduce you to bad people doing very bad things. And then you somehow end up liking them or rooting for them. And as a writer myself, I know how hard that is to do. It's why most TV and movies, they have good guys and bad guys, good women, bad women. And there isn't much nuance to them. There's no gray area. You just know that's the villain and that's the good person. They are cardboard cutouts because that's what they think the audience needs to understand their motivations and their actions. And that wasn't the case with Ozark. The birds... They do roughly 500 horrific things, <laughs> maybe more. Um, some of the worst things that have ever been done on a, on TV, um, and yet I was cheering them on down the home stretch. I wanted them to to figure out a way out of this mess, um, and it down the home stretch of the it was an incredibly violent and cynical, very cynical series finale. But I was like, come on, please, please, please make this happen for them, you know. <laughs> so. Um, Bravo to the writers for that. It ain't easy, let me tell you. Um, I'm So I'm giving the show an overall grade of 93 uh, out of 100. I took off a point or two for the the laughable sponsor-sponsee conversation. I just can't even imagine that ever happening. Um, and I also I took off a few points because I don't know what the show really has to say that is important for the world to see. I'm not sure what their message is to the world. Um I think the the finale takes a few swings at trying to give us that message that, that the world is corrupting and the bad guys kind of always win. And I don't necessarily disagree with that idea that, that you know, greed and power, lusting for those things, like it often does work out for people in the real world, but it's such a cynical take. And it's one that I think the show didn't, didn't really lay the breadcrumbs for, um, it felt like a show, you know, that is what it is, a nonstop, dark, violent punch in the face that you can't help but binge because you're so hooked on it. I mean, it is, it's an addictive show. If, if, if Ozark was a food, I'll put it this way. If Ozark was a food item, it would be Sour Patch Kids. It would be <laughs> quite tasty, but don't look at the nutrition information because there is no nutrition in it. It's just good to eat. And, but that's, you know, that's a pretty minor toe stub at the very end. You know, um, Ozark was wild, and I found it worthwhile, in my opinion. And that's why I think it's probably in my top ten of best shows I've ever watched. And it also made me, <laughs> made me very grateful as a sober person for never having had to call my sponsor and say, what should I do regarding all the drug cartel murders and money laundering that I'm investigating? I'm so glad I haven't had to make that call. So thank you so much for letting me share.